This is episode 66 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. This is Bella Vasta, and today I have a very unique topic for you today. I'm so excited, and I think I need to kind of tell you the backstory on this. So, Shauna Lee is actually the owner of Tampa Pet Sitters in obviously Tampa, Florida, and she approached me on Facebook one day after one of those threads popped up. You know, those threads I mean when people are just like ready to pull their hair out because something happened with their website or their server or their VSP or their host or their domain or I don't even understand what all that stuff means. So Shauna reached out to me and said, it's driving her crazy. And she sees this happen in all of the groups that people are having a hard time with all of this. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. So Shauna is here with her tech husband. They actually own this company called Geek Host. And they're Geek here. Geek Ghost. Geek Ghost. Oh my yes. gosh. I, I don't know why I keep saying that wrong. Thank you. And they're here to set it down for us, lay it all out and let us understand this whole big thing called website. So without further ado, welcome Shauna. Hi, <laughs> how are you? Good. So why don't you expand on that a little bit for me and explain to me how the pet sitting world met the geek world and set this up for us. How did I get here? Oh God. <laughs> so I actually have a background in web and graphic design and my husband has been in tech for years and years. And originally we started the web hosting company together and our kind of our running joke was that he makes everything work and I make it pretty. <laughs> That's, I love that. <laughs> so after a while it took off and, you know, I was just getting kind of crazy, being in front of a, a computer all day, working from home in my pajamas, losing my mind. And I've always loved animals. I actually grew up on a farm and I had a friend that owned a dog walking business. So I started working for her to get out of the house yeah. and it just snowballed. And I ended up buying the business and grew it to where it is now. And that's what I do on a daily basis now while Geeko still growing and growing and growing. And now we have techs and we have salespeople and they don't really need me as much anymore. Uh -huh, <laughs> so uh -huh. That's how we got here. I love it. What it drew me to this and I said, let's get on the podcast was when you said, Hey, Bella, like, I know you've got this big audience and I just want to help educate people and steer them clear of all of this bad stuff that's happening or like these big companies that just aren't supporting their users. So I do want to break it down with you and Javier today. Perhaps we'll bring him on and then he can get into all the geeky stuff. But <laughs> I mean, even for myself, I don't even understand it. So so maybe you can start and he can finish. Yeah, I wanted to bring him because while I have such an understanding of how this works from my background in it, when it comes to explaining things, sometimes I have difficult finding the right words because I don't use the right terminology, but uh -huh. you know, like makes sense in here. And then he comes along and he's like, da, 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 da. and it's like, oh yeah, I get it now. Uh, yeah, so he should definitely explain the tech part. <laughs> that's perfect. I always equate a website to a house. And, yes. you know, you have your plot of land, you have your address, and then you live in this city in this state and you need security. And then with SEO and keeping people on your website, I call that like interior decorating, which is your yeah. designing probably, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, so what exactly is web hosting and a server and this VSP thing that you were talking about? I don't even know if those are the right letters. And <laughs> let's cue the tech and bring him in on okay. this one. Hello. Hi, Javier. Welcome to the show. Hi. 
We were just talking about how you are the brains behind all of this geeky stuff, and she is the one that makes it look pretty. So, can she you definitely s- makes it look pretty? <laughs> can you start off for us and explain to us exactly what is web hosting and what's a server? Sure, web hosting. You can kind of think of it as internet real estate. So, a server would be like an apartment building, mm-hmm. and then each apartment would be an account. Uh-huh. So. A server serves the uh, email, the web files, PHP scripts, MySQL databases, and then that server is broken up into hundreds or in some cases thousands of smaller accounts for individual users. Okay. So that kind of sounds like going with your analogy, which I love analogies, Javier. It -hmm. sounds like you have your superintendent of the apartment building maybe, and then you have your mailman, and then you have your poop scooper <laughs> and that's then you right, have right. your cleaning lady yes that's right on the money exactly right, you have perfect. different services and they all do different things for your site so that's the server now where does the web hosting fall into that well a website is a collection of files mm-hmm. right and in some cases you have a database as well or multiple databases so what the web server does is serve these files in a way that a web browser can create the website on your screen mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of commands a bunch of files that tell your web browser how this page should look that's what web hosting is. It just it holds all these files together and it instructs web browsers how to actually present these files to a viewer. Okay. Something funny just came into my mind, and I don't know if this is totally way off base, but again, trying to like put it in layman's terms, is that kind of like when I go to Subway and they make me a sandwich and they put all these things in the sandwich and then they serve it up to me? Or is that not really a good... A, a- yeah, yeah. No, it's actually pretty good. So imagine your website consists of web files and databases, right? And then you want to do mail. You want to be able to email people. Uh-huh. DNS is a part of that, being able to find your website online, you know, all mm-hmm. that. That's all part of it. DNS, that's like your address? Yeah, domain name resolution. Every website is actually an IP address. It's a series of numbers. Mm-hmm. So instead of like if you were going to go to geekghost.net, you know, our address is like 206.51.231.22, right? Not that you know it by heart or anything. <laughs> right. It's, it's a lot easier to just remember geekghost.net. So domain right. name resolution resolves an IP address to a domain name. That's okay. all it does. So you have all these different services on a server. And what it does is combine all these services to provide you your, your web hosting service, your email server, your database server, your web server, which could be Apache or IIS, depending on what platform you're on. Uh-huh. It gets very complicated. But but yeah, it's a bunch of different services that all work together to provide you your web service. Yeah. So what's a virtual private server, a VPS? Okay. VPS, it goes by many names. You can hear, you'll hear VPS, VM, or uh, even a VDS. They all mean the same thing, virtual private server, virtual machine, or virtual dedicated server. Mm-hmm. Same concept. What it does is you take a one bare metal server, so one physical server, and you partition that into a bunch of different little servers. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is through there's different softwares that you can use, such as KVM or OpenVM. It actually creates individual, completely separate from everything else on that server, its own kernel, its own mail server, everything is completely separate. And that way you can fill, depending on the hardware that you're putting it on, upwards of, you know, 100 different servers all running off one physical device. Wow. I lost you again. So let me dumb it down in my world. So if we're still talking about that same apartment, is it like instead of me renting an apartment in that building, I now just bought a apartment in that building and now I'm responsible for my mail and my poop scooper and all that stuff? So VM, it would be more of like using that whole apartment analogy. It would be more of a, uh, let's say a duplex or a triplex, right? So you have... So now you have a building, yes. right? 
and you have three or four units in that building, they're all separate, but they all have their own water line, mm-hmm. they all have their own electric line, they all have their own mailbox, okay. they have their own physical address, they're different, completely separate from the units next to it. Got it. So when I go to like a site ground or GoDaddy or something like that, that's putting my website in that big apartment building, not like a duplex? Right. GoDaddy, those kinds of sites, they, okay. they run shared hosting, which would be the apartment complex, not the duplex. Okay. So as a pet sitting business owner who, this is the last thing I have time to think about, why right. should I care about if I have a duplex or an apartment just as long as my website's running. And I think that's what a lot of people actually, that's all they care about. But when they start caring about it is when their website isn't running. So let's talk about that. Educate us. Okay, so with shared hosting, the apartment complex analogy, you're sharing resources. So if this server, let's say this server has, you know, 16 gigs of RAM and it's a four core processor, every single site on that server is using those same resources. So if you have one runaway site that just has a bad script, causes all kinds of damage, and takes the server down, your site's going down with it, whether you did anything wrong or not. The same goes with mail. Let's say you have one client on there that decided to blast a 50,000 you know, user email out and he got hit on spam lists. Now emails are getting rejected. Uh-huh. If you're on that same server, on that same IP, whether or not you did anything wrong, your email is going to get rejected as well. With a VPS, that doesn't happen. Your IP is your IP. Your server is your server. It's not shared by anybody else. Okay. I keep bringing up these analogies because I know that our audience right now, they're walking dogs, they're driving, they're doing laundry, they're cooking. So it's really hard to like understand this kind of stuff. So another thing that comes to mind, and I always want tell me if I'm right or wrong. We have two main ways of getting insurance in our businesses. We can do a group insurance policy where we're a part of an association and we have a member to that group policy. So we thrive or we sink based off of what the group does, or we could buy our own individual policy where it's only our stuff that happens to it's a master policy. You know, this sounds a lot similar, maybe. Yeah, it is kind of. Yeah. Cause if you're sharing that server with a bunch of other, you're kind of trusting that they're going to do the right thing. Yeah. That they're not going to spam people, that they're not going to crash the server and take your site down. There's a lot of trust involved. When you're dealing with shared hosting. Yeah. So what kind of bad advice have you guys seen give out or like common misconceptions or myths and things? One of the most common things, like we're a WordPress house. We love WordPress here. But one of the biggest things I hear are people saying, you know, like let's say they're on a, on a real basic shared account, you know, and they're like, oh, my site's getting slow or my site's slow. It's just a simple WordPress site. Mm-hmm. There really is no such thing as a simple WordPress site. While it, it makes it easy for the user to create a website and to manage it. You got to imagine that WordPress is a collection of PHP scripts. It's a dynamic site. So every page that you call makes a call to a database, makes a call to three or four different PHP pages. That's every single time. Every plugin you install uses CPU, uses RAM. So a simple WordPress site could realistically use, you know, two full cores on a server and crash it if it's not maintained properly. You understand what I'm saying? No. For example, plugins. Plugins are huge with WordPress. People love to install plugins. The problem with installing so many plugins is even if you don't use them, like I've heard people say, just deactivate the plugins you don't use. You don't have to remove them. It's not necessarily true. Deactivated Ah. plugins still use up memory. So if you have a very basic site with limited resources, like on a shared hosting account, you know, those plugins that are just sitting there deactivated are using up memory that you could be using to serve up other services such as your website itself. Uh Uh-huh. 
Okay. That's good. That's so it's not just enough just to deactivate plugins. If we're not using them, we should get rid of them because uh, it's still draining your resources and possibly slowing down your website. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. Another thing to keep eye out for is, you know, paid WordPress themes. Mm -hmm. They make it really easy. Some people try to find those paid themes for free off Mm -hmm. of other websites. Mm Mm-hmm. 99.9% 99.9% of the time, those free versions of the paid themes come prepackaged with all kinds of malware, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of spyware, malware, spam bots. So, you know, you might download a theme, think that you're doing nothing wrong, and then all of a sudden you're getting clipped because your site's mailing, you know, 100,000 emails in the last 10 minutes. And Oops. Yeah, oops. That's that's <laughs> That's why that happens. This is fantastic. Javier, I need to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, I want you to go deeper into the spyware and malware. I think it's something that we all hear a lot about, but we don't actually know what the heck it is. So we'll be right back after these messages. Are you concerned that accepting credit cards for your pet sitting business is too complicated or too expensive? Well, if you answered yes, I have good news. It's probably because you've not heard of Leaders Merchant Services. Trust me, Leaders Merchant Services makes accepting credit cards super easy and affordable for my business. They work with all kinds of businesses throughout the United States, and they have developed a special rate plan just for pet sitters like us. I know Leaders Merchant Services can help your business. I've even got a dedicated representative to speak to, and he's always happy to share valuable information. Working with Leaders Merchant Services is like having a friend or family member in the credit card processing business. If you want to know more or see how much they can save your business a month, go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. So I can personally connect you with my specialist. And we're back. Thank you so much for being here, Javier. Happy to be here. So tell me a little bit more about what malware and spyware are and why we should be concerned and go deeper into what you were saying, those common pitfalls. We find a theme online, we download it, we say, hey, we have this theme and then, oops. Yeah. So malware and spyware, anything like that, it's just code. It's just a script. For example, the most common version of it when it comes to WordPress, because WordPress has such access to the servers PHP and MySQL, what ends up happening is if you download a theme or a plugin that's been planted with one of these malwares or spywares, is that it might be a mail script. So what it'll do is hijack PHP mail function that's built into WordPress and use that to start sending email out. You won't even know that it's doing it. It looks like a normal theme. It's doing exactly what the demo did. I think I've received some of those from other people before. And, you know, it looks like it's coming from someone I know, but it looks completely spammy. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what happened. That's probably what happened, huh? That's how that happens. And then there's more nefarious stuff. There's, you know, spyware or keyloggers, which is stuff that, you know, you download on a zip file, you extract it so you can upload it to your WordPress site. Mm -hmm. But once you extract it on your computer, you have maybe a keylogger or spyware that's going to actually literally log everything you type. Yeah. So including passwords, especially passwords. So one of the things I would always recommend is if there's a paid version of a theme or plugin that you want, pay for it from the actual source, trying to get it from other sources to bypass the cost is usually going to result in a bad time. So what I'm hearing is in the web world, you really do get what you pay for. Absolutely. Or don't pay for. Or don't pay for, exactly. So it's making a lot of sense to me. And I want to move into the topic of some good hosts, some bad hosts. I want you to talk about what you guys do too. And I want to start this off with a story. So Javier, about two and a half years ago, 
it was right during I was going through a crisis. My baby was in the NICU. I was spending lots of hours there and I'm getting these emails that my pet sitting website is now selling Viagra. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I called my host at the time and I had to be on hold for 40 minutes, talk to someone in India who like didn't really care or understand who wanted to put me on hold again. It was just, it was a nightmare. And mm-hmm. you know, for a business owner, that's our calling card. If our website's down, like our business does not exist. That's a big deal. And they didn't care at all. And I ended up switching to SiteGround because of like, they actually helped me fix the problem, even if though it wasn't their problem. And they mm-hmm. were, they were just always like really great to me, but it sounds like I wasn't being taken care of. So With that word of caution, help us understand, you know, what do we need to be looking for in a company? What does your company do that's different? And if not your company, what companies do you recommend? I don't want to talk necessarily bad, but I'm sure there's better ones out there than others. Yeah. Well, SiteGround's a great choice. SiteGround's a a really good company. With web hosting, it's become such a saturated market. Mm -hmm. And for example, there's one big giant umbrella company that owns a lot of these smaller hosts that you see ranked one through 10 on Google. Uh So you think you're leaving one because you don't like that company. You sign up with another one, but you're actually signing up with the same company. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, That's kind of common. And and you're right. I think because it's become so saturated and so large, a lot of the bigger companies just don't have time to really care about your specific needs. You know, if your website is down, if the server crashed, we'll have it up within a day or two. And (laughs) To a data center, that might not be a big deal, but to a business owner, that's horrible. Yeah. Every hour is more revenue you're missing out on. Exactly. And clients can't contact you because their mail server's mm-hmm. down. I mean, it's very stressful. I would say that if you're looking for a web host, anybody who replies, who takes more than an hour to reply to a, yes. a support ticket, you should just stay away from. Yes. Certainly 24-hour turnaround time on a ticket is absolutely unacceptable. If you have to call and they don't have a ticket system, and you literally just have to call, that's a big red flag too. Companies that you have to, you can only call will leave you on hold for 40, 50. I know a company that only does telephone support. And the reason they do so is because anytime you call, you're going to be on hold at least 30 minutes. And most of the time you get so fed up in those 30 minutes that you end up hanging up and just kind of dealing with your own problem and figuring it out yourself. And that's kind of what they're hoping for. The companies that are really starting to take off now are more of the mid-sized companies, mid-sized to small. With that small company feel, we know you personally. We take care of you. We know your site. SiteGround is very good at doing that yeah. as well. So is Liquid Web. That's another one of, of our competitors that I have to actually you know, give credit to. They do very good at what they do. Yeah. But yeah, and, and that's what we try to do. We try to maintain a 30-minute average support response time. Most of our tickets are answered within you know five or seven minutes. We don't do telephone support. And the reason we don't, you can request to speak to a tech through the ticket and a tech will be happy to call you. Yeah. But in terms of having just telephone support, the reason we don't do that is because it's not efficient. And there's no way to keep a record of the history of that account's problems. You know, if we're responding to you within seven minutes and you can get a tech on the phone with you while we review your ticket, I think that's a way easier way to fix an issue than random phone calls. Of course. I like the way you do business. And I I really liked what you said about customer service. I always tell people that when they're looking for people on their team, because essentially you're interviewing to be on people's team. That's what I, that's the way I look at it. And I say, when people go, but Bella, what insurance agent do I pick or what 
web host do I pick? I say, reach out to them and see how long it takes to get back to them. Mm -hmm. Are you knowledgeable? And this is a left field question here for you. So I apologize for not giving you (laughs) forefront, but I'm sure that Shauna has explained to you sometimes the pet sitting software companies, they go down yeah, and that just creates, oh my gosh, all kinds of crazy problems. Is it an easy question to answer if I say, why do they go down? Or is it expected that they go down? Or is it really out of their control? Or is it something that they did or they didn't do? Or They shouldn't go down. If you're providing a service of that magnitude where other people depend on that service to be able to run their day-to-day business, you shouldn't go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, things happen. You know, uh, Server could crash. And, and I get that. That can happen. But what I've been noticing mostly, because I've experienced it with Shauna's business, is that uh, it's usually either a database issue, uh-huh. meaning that the server bottlenecked and the database server couldn't work as fast as the queries coming in and, uh-huh. it crashes, and it crashes the server. I've always thought that they should make that software available, not make it as a software as a service, but actually let you download the software and let you install it on your own server if you wanted to. That way you're responsible or whoever you hire is responsible for maintaining the uptime there as an option. I'm not saying that's the only way they should do it, but... It should be an option. You should have the option of either paying for them to host it or pay for yourself to host it. Because, you know, our servers, we haven't had any downtime in six years. Yeah. I'd much rather host that on site than with them. That's real interesting. Have you ever approached some of these pet sitting software companies and said, hey, can we be your backbone? No, 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 no. We haven't. We haven't. We haven't <laughs> this we is me, this is me thinking now. I know. We yeah. actually asked if we can download the software and they were, we were told that, that we, they only uh, do it as a service. But uh, yeah. that's actually a good idea. I should probably, I should probably reach out to <laughs> This is my marketing mind, you know, because <laughs> I'm thinking like I just switched from QuickBooks. Uh, I was switching around and I had to download all of my stuff and then re-upload it. And what you said, it sounds totally, that would be a really cool thing for these software companies to say, you know, if you just do your regular backups, like once a week, once a day, however it works, you never have to worry about not ever having your information, even if our company who has our server, or I don't know how you're saying it, like, even if something (laughs) happens, you still have some sort of recourse. That's a really good thing. For example, one of the ways that we avoid that for our own personal clients is we keep backups. We take a backup every night of every single site on every single server. And we have about 15 servers. We take a backup of every single account every night. If anything happens, if a server fails, we're not going to make you wait until we fix the server. We've got four or five servers on standby. We'll spin one up, just restore your account. And instead of being down for a day, you're down for like maybe 20 minutes. You know what I mean? So let me reiterate. So if something happens that this apartment building crashes, you have a Mm -hmm. couple other vacant apartment buildings you can move me into (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to be homeless until you get that apartment building back up. Exactly. Bam. That's the way we can talk about this exactly. so that everyone can understand. <laughs> you guys, if you're liking the show right now, I want you to go ahead and subscribe and give us our feedback. And Javier, explain to people how they can reach out to you guys, because I know Shauna was just like, Bella, we want to give everyone a Q&A. Maybe we can do a Facebook Live and do a Q&A with people. This is a hot topic that no one really sits down and explains. And there is a lot of misinformation and it's very confusing. It's almost like a different language. So we just tend to procrastinate, turn it off, walk away from it because we're not web people. So anyways, back to my original question. How can people reach (laughs) out to you? (laughs) Well, our website is geekghost.net. That's G-E-E-K-G-H-O-S-T.net. You can email us at sales at geekghost. We're on Facebook, uh, geekghost LLC. 
you just message us through there. We respond right away. We also have live chat on our site. If you want to ask us any questions or you have any kind of a, you know, just gotchas with your current company, we're happy to help out. I love that. And I love that you already set the expectation that you guys are very responsive. So Mm -hmm. if you guys are looking for better support and something like having a quick response is important to you, test it out. Go ahead and call Javier on his game here. Shauna told me that you could use code Bella for 25% off any plan, any term for the life of your account, um, which I thought was really generous of you guys. You didn't have to do that. I think that's really sweet. So thank you for that. Oh, we want to help. We're happy to do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I'm going to leave you with the last words. Is there any final advice or tips you would tell someone? The main thing is, you know, the companies that you tend to see the ads for, you know, either online or on TV, you know, they have the money to do that, but they're so large that they're not going to give you the attention that you really need. When you're talking about different size businesses, there's no cookie cut solution for it. Every business is different. So to think that you can just go to a site and just be like that one, you know, you need to be able to speak to somebody. I would suggest my big advice would be before you sign up with a hosting company, contact their sales department, tell them what your needs are, tell them what you're looking for and just see how they respond to you. See if they give you good advice, see if they try to upsell you to something that you don't really need or see if they're telling you that, you know, what their suggestions are, you know, based on your specific needs. And that's going to help you determine in the long run if this is a good company to work with or not. That is great advice, Javier. Just tell them all about it. See if they're trying to sell you or ask Mm -hmm. you questions to learn more about you. That's great advice. I love it. You guys, this has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. Go ahead to iTunes and Stitcher and like and subscribe to us so that we always show up on your iPhone or your Android device. And remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in Your Business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.